Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I want to share with us uh, a message that I believe God has um, placed in our hearts uh, the, uh, to share. And uh, I believe that it's something that He wants us to, to understand. Um, and I want to talk to us about uh, uh, the Sabbath. The Sabbath. And so if you're taking down notes, you know, today's title is very simple. It's called Sabbath. Uh, now, Sabbath is this religious word, just in case some of us are not familiar. Uh, it's this uh, Christian religious word. Uh, it's actually a Hebrew word that, that uh, you know, means um, in the contemporary, it means like a day of rest or a day of worship. Uh, and that's where we get the word sabbatical. You know, how some people, you have maybe some professors, some lecturers, you go like, hey, where's the faculty head? Oh, he's on sabbatical. Uh, it doesn't mean that he's away worshipping somewhere. Uh, it just means that he's taking a break. And so the word Sabbath, um, you know, also means to stop and rest. And I want to just talk to us a little bit about this. Uh, because in the world that we're living in right now, both the Christian world and, and, and just, you know, anywhere around us, uh, a mental health is a very big issue. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, all of us want it. All of us want mental health. Uh, and, and we should. Uh, all of us uh, want work-life balance. And, and, and we should. Uh, and, uh, you know, even among Christian circles, there's a big conversation about, oh, the Sabbath, we've got to, uh, uh, you know, find time to keep the Sabbath again. Uh, and the Bible actually, in, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 to 11, actually talks about keeping the Sabbath. That's where you find the, the Ten Commandments where it says, keep the Sabbath holy, you shall work for six days, rest on one. Uh, and so, you know, the, 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 the Bible actually has a, a, a great deal to talk about the Sabbath. And so today, I, I want to talk to us about stopping and resting. But I want to talk to us from, from, from the Bible because sometimes we, we, can, we, we like the idea of rest um, and we talk a lot about it. Um, but the more we talk about it, uh, the more of the focus is about us and more time for us. Now, nothing wrong with having more time for yourself. Um, but we also want to know, what does the Bible actually talk about Sabbath rest? And specifically, what did Jesus teach about it? And so we want to learn a little bit because it's so important for us as Christians to live healthy, balanced lives. Uh, and this is also the summer season uh, where it's okay to go on breaks and holidays, as you can see. Uh, and, uh, you know, but we want to do it in a way that also pleases God. Amen? And so in a while, we're going to turn to Mark chapter 2. And we're going to read from verse 23 to 28. And then we're going to continue on a little bit. Mark chapter 3. Verse 1 to 5. Basically a continuation, okay? And so we're going to read these two passages back-to-back, uh, back, and then we're going to talk a little bit about and expand on what Jesus teaches about the Sabbath, okay? Uh, so before that, would you allow me to pray? Lord, we thank you for your word. It is living. It is alive. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from your word. So right now, Lord, let every... Word, every verse, let it jump out of the pages of the Bibles that we're going to be reading from. And Lord, today, we sincerely say we, we don't want our ears to be tickled. We're not here for more information, but we desire transformation. So let all the words jump out of the pages and let it leap into our hearts. Transform us from the inside out so that we become more like you. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verse 23 to 28. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Um, and then we're going to read together. Praise God. And if you don't have a Bible, it's okay. Uh, we actually have some uh, free Bibles at the back there. If you're interested, you can grab one. Um, but uh, we also have it flash up on the screen for you. Amen. So let's read together. Now it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. And the Pharisees, a religious group of people, said to him, Jesus, Look, why, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? But he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him. Next page. How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Amen? We're going to just be mindful of that. And then we're going to read verse 28. Don't worry, I got it. And verse 28 says, Therefore, the Son of Man is also the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen? And then let's continue reading on Mark chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Mark 3, 1 to 5 uh, says this, And he entered the synagogue again, and the man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Amen. God bless the reading of His Word. So, we have a few things to unpack here, right? So, one of the things that, that you know, we, we want to uh, gain from today's lessons, or at least three things we want to gain from today's lesson, is that, that who is the Sabbath meant for? Uh, uh, where can we get true Sabbath rest? And what is the purpose of true Sabbath rest? Okay? And so, um, I, I, uh, to give us... You know, a uh, helping hand, I formulated uh, today's message into three points. So point number one, if you're taking down notes, is this, that the Sabbath is for everyone. Everyone. So who is the Sabbath for? It's for everyone. In, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, he says that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now, you must understand that, like I said, uh, in Exodus, in, 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 in when God gave out the Ten Commandments, He commanded the people. One of the commands was that you got to keep the Sabbath holy. And, and here Jesus was clarifying that a lot of you think that to keep the Sabbath holy, it means to follow a set of rules. And the people back then definitely got too engrossed into, so, so what can we do? You know, what can we not do? You know, what, 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 what constitutes as, as a holy Sabbath? What constitutes as an unholy Sabbath? And here, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Word of God, came in person and, and, and He clarified and He explained. He says that, don't you understand that the Sabbath, this command to keep the Sabbath, is meant as a blessing 
for all of mankind. It, man was not created. You know, God, in other words, was saying that I didn't come to create a, a religious aspect of Sabbath. You know, because man was, was not, the, the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. Not man for the Sabbath. Man was not created to observe the Sabbath. The Sabbath was meant as a blessing. Rest was meant as a blessing. And, and Jesus says here, for man, M-A-N, the Greek translation says anthropos. That's where we get the, 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 the study of anthropology, you know, the study of, of mankind and human history and all that. In other words, this is not just a command for people who believe in Jesus. Jesus is telling us that a fundamental human need for rest. Amen? So turn to your neighbor and say, you, you need to rest. You need to rest. Amen? Sabbath, Sabbath rest is for everyone. And like I said, Sabbath means to stop and rest. And so, I'm not sure how many people here, you're a workaholic, you know? I'm here to tell you today, you need to stop. You need to rest. Amen? Some of us here, we, we, we see uh, uh, the weekend as a time to catch up on work. I'm here to tell you, no, the weekend, at least one day of the weekend, you know, we're not going to be religious about it. Jesus wasn't trying to be religious, amen? Sabbath was meant as a blessing for mankind, not the other way around. So I'm not here to tell you, oh, your Sabbath must be sundown Saturday until this time the next day. No, no, no. Just you need to set time aside, a day ideally, to intentionally stop and rest. I wrote here, there needs to be a limit to work, amen? You know, okay, okay, no amen. That means I'm talk, preaching to all workaholics here. Everyone's like, no, I reject this sermon. You know, work, work, work. You know, no, there needs to be a limit to work. You see, we live in a world today that, that prioritizes, you know, mental health and all that. Aren't you glad that, that God prioritized it even before it was popular to talk about it? Amen? And He's telling us that, hey, regardless of whether you believe in God or not, you need rest. It's okay to rest. You know, it, it, it's okay to take a break. In fact, it is important to draw a limit to your work. Six days, by all means, the Bible says, work. The problem sometimes is that we're not that efficient in the six days. <laughs> That's why we need that one extra day to work. But you see, the Bible is not promoting laziness. Please don't misunderstand. I don't want anyone here to go like, oh, pastor, I've been failing exams because uh, I remember your message. You know, I got an exam on Monday and Sunday was the Sabbath and, and so, you know, I, I, I didn't study at all. You know, and how come God didn't bless me? And then I would, I would use the words of Jesus, is it, is it good to do good or evil on the Sabbath? Uh, no, no, no. No, it, it doesn't mean that. It also means a healthy work cycle. Work when you need to work, but rest when you need to rest and guard that rest. Amen. And so, you know, the Sabbath, point number one is so clear. The Sabbath is for everyone. Everyone needs to rest. And there needs to be a limit to that kind of rest. Amen? And so, point number two, right? Point number one is very simple. So, okay, if, if you like how fast I'm preaching today, just, you know, make some noise. Now, point number two is that Sabbath, true Sabbath, if Sabbath is for everyone, that means we need it too. Right? But Sabbath, true Sabbath, is from Jesus. Jesus. Right? And so, uh, you know, let's turn to Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 17. All right? 
Luke 13, 10 to 17, Jesus is talking about rest. And Jesus explains it this way, right? Um, now he was teaching on one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Who did Jesus call her to? To him. Do you see the source of our restoration? Him. Amen. And then it says here, and said to the woman, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he, who? He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. As in like, in, you get it, okay? She was like bent over, okay? Not the other definition of straight. And glorified God, okay? Uh, and, but the ruler of the synagogue answered the indignation with anger because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which man ought to work. Amen. So should you work on the six days? You ought to work. Should you study? You ought to work. Okay. So it's not my words, Jesus' words. Therefore, come and be healed on them, not on the Sabbath day. This is what the, 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 the teacher was saying, right? Uh, then the Lord answered him and said, hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Amen? You know, so here you have Jesus you know, positioning himself as the source of restoration. So, it's also not about, oh, on the Sabbath, go to a certain place and then you will be healed and restored. No, go to Jesus and you'll be healed and restored. You know, Jesus says, you know, in, in the Bible, you know, all of you who are weary, uh, come and I will give you rest. I think that's in uh, Matthew 11, if I'm not mistaken. And, 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 uh, and Jesus again says, I will give you rest. I will restore you. Now, this is where I need us to understand a little bit about Sabbath. Uh, how many of you here love to sleep? Okay, you love to sleep. Sleep is wonderful, right? Uh, how many of you know that there are at least two layers of sleep? There's sleep and then there's deep sleep. Okay, let me ask you another question. How many of you dream a lot? You dream a lot, okay? Raise your hands. Don't know. Oh, you dream a lot. Oh, wow, wonderful. How many of you hardly dream? Hardly dream. Hardly dream. Okay. Now, this is a scientific thing, okay? There's two levels of sleep. To enter into dream stage, you need to enter into deep sleep. Science is another word for it. It's called REM, rapid eye movement. And so, all of us will sleep, right? We will all sleep. But there is a level of sleep that is deeper than the other level, right? And, and what we need to understand is that the same with rest. All of us rest. When you go on a vacation, do you feel rested? Yeah. Uh, when you uh, uh, go, and I don't know, and, and different people here have different definitions of rest, right? Uh, for some people, um, you, you love to work. So uh, when you go to the office, you feel rested because you finish all the work. And you, you feel so good about yourself because you feel like, I've accomplished everything, yes. And for some people, it's like, I, no, no, I, I need a break. I need a holiday. And some people, uh, they don't need a holiday, they just need a day off. 
They just need to have uh, you know, a simple day, one day just to Netflix and, and chill. So there's, there's different levels of rest. And, and Jesus here is telling us that there's a rest. Sleep gives you rest. Everybody needs rest. There's a rest from work and there's a rest that restores. And the rest that restores can only be given by Jesus. You see, this, this, this woman for 18 years, did she not sleep? Of course she slept. Did she not eat? Of course she ate. And so does she have rest and nourishment? Yeah. Maybe she even went on some pilgrimages and holidays. But it was until she met Jesus. It was until she met Jesus, friends. And so friends, whatever you're going through, many times we, 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 we even us who believe in Jesus, we, we go through tough times. And sometimes we think that, oh, I just need to, I just need to bear, I just need to endure. And, and we pray, instead of praying, God, uh, uh, help me with this, we go, Lord, God, help me uh, to handle this. And, and we don't ask God for rest, we ask God to, just to help us to handle it so that we can have our holiday and, and, and hopefully get our recharge on our holiday. Now, are holidays bad? No. Will you get recharge on holiday? Of course. And all the people who love holidays say, Amen, okay? Holidays are not evil. Don't ever think that about me. All right? Um, but deep rest, true restoring rest can only come from Jesus. There's a deeper rest. And, and, and a lot of us here, to enter the deep rest, it's not just about going to Jesus, but it's also overcoming our flesh. I, I, I wrote here uh, that some of us here, and maybe this is speaking to me, um, we are reluctant to, to go to Jesus for rest. We're reluctant to go to Jesus for the solution to our problems. Because how many know that when our problems are solved, that's, that's also rest? Amen? Uh, how many have had sleepless nights over your problems before? Amen? It's because that there is in us a desire to prove ourselves. And, and you know, I, I, I definitely feel like that sometimes. And maybe it's my Asian upbringing, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, maybe it's even my uh, uh, perception of, of what it means to be a pastor. You know, sometimes I, I feel like a pastor is a, is a thankless job. You, you can never, you know, uh, you're trying to please everyone even though you shouldn't. And sometimes, you know, and Kat knows this, Kat will be like, you need to take day off. In fact, years ago, um, when uh, the home ministry, because, you know, um, I'm, I'm here on a work visa. Our church is the, is the visa sponsor. And the home ministry came to check uh, on us when we were about to renew our visa. <laughs> and the problem that they had with me uh, was that I didn't take any leave. And they were afraid that I was being, like, exploited. You know? <laughs> so they had to pull me aside and go like, uh, you know, are, are you allowed to take leave? Why are you not taking leave? You know, that kind of thing. When was the last time you took leave? And I go like, uh, you know, because for me, leave and rest is not so much about, about holiday. But if I were to be truly honest, there was also a part of me that was afraid to take holidays because I was afraid that people would say, oh, look at that pastor. You know, because I don't know, sometimes as a pastor, it feels like you're open target. Everybody is out to judge you. Oh, look at that pastor. You know, oh, why is he wearing like that? You know, it's, it's like, you know, if I wear a suit, people say, oh, why that pastor wear a suit? He's making the poor people feel uncomfortable. You know, then if I, if I wear casual, they'll be like, oh, look at that pastor. He's so casual. He's not showing honor to God. 
You know, uh, if, if I treat myself and, and, and buy nice things, you know, let's say I, I drink coffee from Starbucks, you go, oh, look at that pastor, always drinking coffee from Starbucks. Starbucks is so expensive. Then, then if I, if I you know, drink, I don't know, whatever, you know. Uh, it, anyway, so after a while, there is this, this part of me that is like, I, I, I can't allow myself to take a break because I need to prove to other people. Hmm? And so here, I'm writing here, stop trying to prove yourself. Start getting your approval from Jesus. A lot of us, we don't even allow ourselves to go into deep rest. We, we, we find that we need to solve our own problems. And Jesus here is saying that, come to me, Matthew 11, come to me, all of you who are heavy with burden. I know you've got problems and it's okay to have problems, but come to me. And, and in the passage of Scripture where Jesus healed on another Sabbath day, Jesus was saying that he, he was the one that gave restoration. It wasn't a place. It wasn't a religious system. And, and a lot of times we think that I need to solve my problems. I need to prove myself. Uh, thinking that when we solve our problems with our own uh, you know, uh, genius, that God would be more uh, happy with us. But no. Jesus is saying that, hey, I want to give you true rest, but it's only a rest that I can give. You cannot get it anywhere else. You can get a form of rest, but not deep, not just, you know, good rest as in like physical recharge, but, but, but spiritual, emotional recharge. And we all need that. And it can only come from Jesus. Amen? So, point number one is this, Sabbath is for everyone, you know? I don't know why as I'm saying this, part of me is saying that next week there'll be no people in church because everybody is like, I'm just applying the message from last week, okay? Uh, don't worry, I got point number three. Uh, and Sabbath, true Sabbath, true stopping and resting comes from Jesus. So go to Him. Go to Him. Whatever you're going through, go to Him. Big or small, go to Him. Go to Him not just once a week. Go to Him all the time and discover true rest. Amen? How often do you sleep? Once a week? No, some of you multiple times a day. <laughs> some of you even right now. Not just joking. <laughs> so, go to God as well. Amen? As often as you desire rest, go to Jesus with that same level of frequency. He will not despise you. He welcomes it. Amen? Point number three is this, all right? Sabbath is for worship. Sabbath is for worship. So Sabbath is for all of us to enjoy. Sab true Sabbath, true deep rest comes from Jesus. And, and the only reason, Christians, let me, before I, I elaborate point number three is this, the only reason we can even stop and rest is because we, we know that we have a God who can handle it. And that's why true rest comes from Jesus. You know, uh, uh, again, just using my simple life as an example. So I'm married to Pastor Cat, And uh, of course, uh, you, you should know this. Uh, and, um, you know, um, now it, it's, you, know, you can work from home and, and all that. Um, I only ever sleep in if I know that Cat is working from home. And I don't sleep in very late. I just sleep in an usual hour or two because uh, otherwise, I'm usually up by like six or something like that, right? Six, seven, I'm 
just up. Um, and the reason why I, my body can even relax itself to, to sleep in to like maybe eight, sometimes nine. Don't judge me. Okay, don't judge me. I'm going to get my approval from Jesus, not you guys. Um, you know, if, if me sleeping until 9 a.m. Uh, offends you, then uh, sorry. <laughs> but the only reason I even do that is because I know that there's somebody around. I know that if my phone rings, there's somebody around that can help me answer it. If an important message comes in, some church member is in trouble, I know that there's somebody around to monitor my phone. Uh, uh, do you see, true rest comes because you know that there's somebody in charge. Somebody more capable than you in charge. And so, again, friends, that, that is how we should approach Jesus. Approach Him not because, you know, uh, uh, you're too weak. Approach Him because He is a greater help. He is more capable than we can ever be. Amen? And then let's now go to point number three, okay? Now, Sabbath is for worship. Let's go back to Mark chapter 2, verse 28 again. Mark chapter 2, verse 28 says here, Therefore, the Son of Man, Jesus, is also Lord of the Sabbath. He's not just the one that gave us the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Master of the Sabbath. In, in, in other words... The Sabbath is not just for us to stop and rest. The Sabbath is also for us to worship Jesus. I, I, I love that, 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 you know, the translation. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Uh, some translations even say, uh, the son, even the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Which means that no matter how you celebrate or enjoy your rest, it cannot be done without Jesus. And it cannot be done without Jesus as Lord. And that's what I mean by worship, right? If Jesus is just one aspect, let's, let's take Sunday for example, right? If church is one aspect of your day, then, then Jesus is not Lord of Sunday. Doesn't make sense. If Jesus is Lord, just use the modern day word for Sabbath, Sunday for example. If Jesus is Lord of Sunday, it means that uh, 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 my priority on Sunday is to draw near to Jesus. And so, this is so important because sometimes, even as Christians, we can fall in love with the idea of rest and after a while, God gets shunted out of the picture. But we need to start seeing rest as synonymous as being in the presence of God. And, and what do we do? We worship. Amen? And, and here, I sense that God wants to teach us a few things. The first thing is this, worship on the Sabbath, worship from a position of stop and rest. You know, wh where do you worship from? You know, let's just use musical, inspirational worship, right? Uh, sometimes, if we're really honest, sometimes we sing uh, because we like the tune. And so the more familiar we are with the tune, the louder we sing, the more we like it, the more we groove to it, right? So are, are you... Worshipping out of a position of stop and rest? No, no. You're, you're worshipping out, out of enjoyment. Okay? And so, you know, or if you go like, um, oh, I love this song because uh, this song uh, reminds me of the day I got baptised. Let's say on the day you got baptised, it was so powerful and life-changing for you and they were singing Amazing Grace. And so now every time Amazing Grace comes up, your tears come down, you sing because 
are you worshipping? Yes, you are. But you're also worshipping from a position of memory. Okay? Now, now is, is it wrong to worship from a place of enjoyment? No. Is it wrong to worship from a place of memory? No, it's good to worship and remember, right? Um, but Sabbath type of worship, if the Sabbath means to stop and rest, then Sabbath in worship means to stop and rest in Jesus. So in other words, when we sing, are, are, are you singing from a position of stop? Okay, let me explain. It doesn't mean to stop singing. Go like, you know, and all the people who don't sing, you'll be like, yes, I'm just worshipping. I'm the frozen chosen. This is how I worship because I'm worshipping from a position of stop. No, no, no. That's called statue worship, okay, or idolatry. No, no, just joking. Um, stop means that, hey, I've got problems. We all got problems, right? Jay-Z says he got 99 problems. We all got more than 99 problems. And, and so we, but, we come to church and it's okay to come to Jesus with problems? Yes, come to Him problems. But when you come to His problems, uh, come, come, to, come to Jesus with your problems, it's also important for us to stop worrying. To stop focusing. Do you understand what I'm getting at? When was the last time you worship, not, not without problems, but with problems in your life, but you're worshipping from a position, say, right now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship by focusing my attention on Jesus. Yeah, I got problems. But right now, I'm not going to focus on worry. I'm going to focus on His breakthrough. I'm going to focus on the finished work on the cross. I'm going to focus on His love. I'm not going to focus on worry. You see, sometimes we've got to stop. Right? We've got all these emotions flooding within us. And, 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 and it's important for us when we come to go like, all right, Heart, you got six days to worry. Today is not one of them. Today, God gets the glory. Today, I'm going to stop. I'm going to press the pause button on fear. I'm going to press the pause button on anxiety. You know, I'm going to try my best to, to for the next 30 minutes, I'm just going to focus on, on, on not my problem, but my Savior. Amen? And when you worship from that place, man, your worship goes to the next level. There's, 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 there's a prophetic power, not pathetic power, prophetic power over your worship because in your worship, you're declaring, you're singing over your problems. You're not denying your problems. A lot of times, people think that Christians, you know, we are like an ostrich and we like to bury our head, you know, on the ground, uh, 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 thinking that there's no problem. No, no, no. God doesn't want us to have, to have ostrich worship. God wants us to have Sabbath worship, which is to come to a place and go like, you know what, I, I've got issues, I know. But right now, I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah, I've got my addictions, but right now, I'm going to stop condemning myself. And I'm going to sing about the freedom that God will one day give me. Do you see how powerful that can be? But don't just stop, because that's only one part of Sabbath. You also need to rest. When was the last time you worshipped from a position of rest? And I don't mean seated down, okay? What I mean is this. When you worship, you go like, God, I, I, I rest in your goodness. I, I, I fall back on your goodness. You know? Because sometimes we, we can go like, God, please come true, please come true. God, I hope you come true. That's not resting. But you need to go like, Jesus, you know, like the song that we sang today, He's the, he's the miracle-working Jesus. 
Amen. He is the he is the death. Uh, 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 you know, a defying Jesus. You know, and when we sing like that, we are resting. We are resting. You know, because you know what's not resting when you're holding on to that problem, when you're working, that's not resting. And sometimes we can come to church, and worship is going on, and our brains multitasking. And we're thinking of like, oh no, I know, uh, I hope church, I hope this guy doesn't preach too long because, you know, I need to get home because I got a long day tomorrow. So, you know, I need to leave by 1230, you know, uh, you know, and that's not resting. Resting is, is, is losing yourself. Resting is, is just getting lost in the moment. That's resting, right? How many of you, when you're really resting, you look at the watch all the time? That's not rest, Right? You go like, ah, I'm on vacation. No, you don't. You go, ah, I'm on vacation. And people always say, oh, time flies. Oh, I have to go back to civilization wherever you go for your vacation, right? And God is saying that, when was the last time you rested in Him in that way? And when was the last time you rested in Him in worship? You know, when we come together for church, the music is not for performance. The music is not for presentation. The music is to help us connect with God. Music and worship, musical worship, is to help us to, to remember who is God and who is not God. That's us. We are not God. Amen? And, and, and so that is one level of Sabbath worship. But you notice that Jesus did um, something else consistently on the Sabbath day as well. Not only was he found in church or synagogue, uh, not only was, you know, was he there uh, in person, um, but he was also constantly looking out for people to bless. He was also constantly looking out to heal. And part of Sabbath worship is to be a blessing. And this is so important because even in the world that we live in today, like I said, sometimes even Christians would go like, oh, I, I need to take a sabbatical. A lot of the focus is on you, 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 you. I need a break. I need to go away. Did Jesus take a break? Of course He did. But He was also looking out to heal. And He was upset. You know, sometimes we think that Jesus walks around never losing temper. No, no, no. Jesus, we read, He's upset. You know, in fact, there was one portion of scripture we read in Mark chapter 3. He looked around angrily. Wow, how many of you would love to be in church that day? Where Jesus looked around the crowd angrily. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I don't smile. People go like, hey, so unfriendly. You know, Jesus intentionally looked around like, mm. because you see, his heart was so hardened. Why are you guys, you're resting, but it's a self-centered rest. Why are you not using this rest day? to bless other people. How come you can look after your animals but not after your brother, after your sister? And so, it's important for us, another aspect of Sabbath worship is to worship God, stop your worries and focus on God, rest in His goodness, but after that, you know, also don't ignore the needs around you. When you come to church, don't just come for yourself, come to be a blessing. Come with a word of encouragement. Don't just come for a word of encouragement for yourself. Come with a word of encouragement. Come with a verse to encourage someone. Wouldn't church be so powerful? 
You know, imagine if everybody came, no matter your week has been, but you're coming and you go like, oh, rubbish week. But hey, today is not about rubbish. Today is not about the week. Today is about Jesus. And I'm so here to, to serve. And you, you come with a scripture to encourage someone. Man, church is going to be so wholesome, such a healthy place. You know, can you imagine somebody just minding your own business and then suddenly come and, hey, uh, I'll just pray this week and I'm not sure if this verse is for you, but I just want to share it and hopefully it can be a blessing. That's the minimum we can do. Of course, we can do so much more. The book of James says that faith without action is dead. And sometimes we, we, we come to church and we think that I need more faith, I need more faith. I think for some of us, we need to put action to our faith. And, and action to our faith could be looking out for the needs of other people. Action to our faith could be helping other people. Right? And, and, and Jesus' approach, He saw a problem, He offered to pray. And he healed. And this is so important. And, and I'm, to be honest, I'm still processing this third point. Um, because I really feel that God is saying that, you know, his, his church needs to be known, not just for, you know, what you see within the church, but God's church needs to be known for their action for the act of love and compassion and charity and care and concern for not just people within church, but outside church. And so, just being honest, as a pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm processing this, this, this scripture, I'm processing this, this promise, and, and I'm saying that I, I want us to be a church like that. And, and I know that we're not there yet. Uh, we are sometimes a church like that, but I believe that God wants us to be a church that is that is really living out Sabbath worship, you know? Because I think we have a certain portion of Sabbath worship, right? We, we, we gather, and I think that is, I like to believe there's Sabbath worship happening here. There's stopping, there's resting, there's God glorifying here. But Sabbath worship is also about serving. And not just serving within church, but even serving the needs of people who are in pain, people who are suffering. Amen? Uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I love good church fellowship. Um, and uh, it's fun to be able to, hey, after church, where are we going to eat? <laughs> it, it's, it's fun. Um, but I sense recently the Holy Spirit say, that shouldn't be the only thing that the church is obsessed with. I know it sounds painful. That, that's why I'm preaching to myself. I find God say, hey, ex London, what comes out of our mouth after service cannot just be where to eat. We also must ask, who can we help? How that will look like, I'm still praying. And I invite all of us to pray and wrestle with this. Do you understand? Let us be a church outside the four walls. And this comes back to that point again, which is Jesus, the Son of Man, is the Lord of the Sabbath. You see, if Jesus was the Lord of money, do you know what's the best way we can represent Him as Christians? By being rich, right? If, if you say that Jesus is the God of money, but you're poor, people will be like, your God is fake. Right? Get out. <laughs> um, if um, Jesus is the God of success, uh, you know what's the best way you can represent Him? By being successful. Right? If Jesus is, I don't know, <laughs> you know, you, you name it, right? We're just using imagination. But it says here that Jesus, the Son of Man, 
is the Lord of the Sabbath. Which means that as Christians, we must also represent Jesus in our ability to rest, in our ability to say no to some things and say yes to the right things. And if Sabbath is not just about Christians entering into like a spiritual hibernation, because sometimes we think that's what it is. Oh, I need my sabbatical. And then we think that you're just running away to some mountain retreat to, to you know, recharge. No, Jesus was honoring the Sabbath by his going around. He fed people when he needed to feed. You know, his disciples thought, oh, we're hungry. Jesus said, let's, let's walk through this, this place and let's help ourselves to some grain. Uh, uh, Jesus was in synagogue and looking around for people to heal and people to restore. So, so that's what Sabbath means to Jesus. It's a day of rest. It's a day of worship. It's also a day of serving and doing good. And so if that is the Jesus that we serve, and He's the Lord of the Sabbath, and we call ourselves followers of Jesus, it means that we too must represent Jesus and represent the Sabbathness of Jesus. Does that make sense? Amen? I know this is, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a message that will probably require some processing. And we should process God's Word. Amen? Not take it at face value. And so I pray that in this summer season, um, take your rest. Everybody needs... So if you're a workaholic here, maybe take a day off. Amen? Some of you here, maybe you're not working hard enough, then remind yourself you've got six days to work. Okay? But if some of you are working too much, you need to take at least one day. Otherwise, you will burn out. Because there is a limitation, right? It, it, it's like how someone says that, hey, a car can drive everywhere, but it cannot drive into the ocean. You can try to drive into the ocean, but it will destroy the car. A lot of times we think that we don't need rest. We can work. You love working. No. You need rest. Point number two, we don't just need rest. We need deep rest that can only come from Jesus. So whatever rest, even if you go on holiday, don't go on holiday without Jesus. Amen? And point number three, Sabbath is about worship. Worship is about showing honour to God. So let's honour God on Sundays, right? In our worship by knowing when to stop. <laughs> and maybe for some of us, I don't know your habits. I, when I worship, I look to the front, I don't look to the back. But maybe for some of us, part of stopping could mean turning off your phones just for 30 minutes, right? Just because it's, it's important. And when we go into our exams, we turn off the phone. In fact, we're not even allowed to have our phones. But, but maybe, I'm not saying, I'm not being religious, okay? So you know, the ushers will not be checking you on your phones, okay? We're not that kind of church. You know, people come in and say, show me your phone, turn it off. No, 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 no. But maybe for some of us, because it, it's been a distraction. Hmm? Uh, maybe for some of us, um, our challenges and our troubles dissuade us from coming to church because we, we, we like to be in control. And, and we cannot handle, you know, giving up time because you feel like, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time. Maybe you need to stop and make time for worship. Maybe that's your expression of stop. Some of us, we need to rest. Right? And we need to lose ourselves in the moment. And maybe for some of us, that means 
allowing yourself to be more vulnerable during worship. A lot of times we are so guarded during worship, so weird holding hands. You know, holding hands. I mean, uh, ho- uh, holding up my hands. <laughs> holding hands in worship is weird. Uh, but but uh, so weird, you know, uh, holding up my hands, lifting my hands. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know how people will look at me. That does not rest. And you need to maybe get your approval. Stop trying to prove your self-worth. Stop trying to prove that you're cool. Trying to tr- stop trying to prove that you're different from other people. Maybe it's time for you to realize that the only approval you need is from Jesus. And maybe you need to just give in and, and, and rest in worship. Close your eyes and, and immerse yourself. You know, sing. Even though you might not feel like you have a singing voice, but sing anyway because nobody will judge you. You know, you just need to rest. You know, put your burdens, give control over to God because God is more than able. Amen? And of course, let's also, as a church, meditate on this. You know, again, <laughs> not trying to make things awkward or, 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 or what, but I truly believe that, that Christians, we cannot live for ourselves. No, Jesus didn't live for Himself. Jesus lived and served others. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. And I love our fellowships, don't get me wrong. I enjoy having meals together. But I think, friends, our Sabbath, our day of worship has got to be more than just meals with our loved ones. And maybe, I'm not sure how that will look like, uh, you know, but I believe that each of us, we, we you know, we, that, that can be, I don't know, like I said, for some of us maybe, come with a word of encouragement. Amen? Uh, uh, you know, aim to encourage someone. Uh, maybe for some of us, it could just be, God, give me somebody today to bless and to impact. And that person could just be whoever, you know. It could be a person um, struggling to get their stroller up on the bus on time. Help them. Don't just stare at them. <laughs> a lot of times we're very good at staring. Oh, look at that poor pregnant lady carrying all that bag by herself. No, go and help. Maybe that needs to be part of our Sabbath worship. Amen? To be on the lookout. Christians, we need and should be known for our good work. We represent the Lord of Sabbath, the Jesus who not only gathered to worship with fellow believers, but a Jesus who also healed and restored. And maybe as God moves us and increases our anointing, maybe Sunday can even be a day where after church we go like, hey, maybe there's someone I can pray for. You know, and, and, and who knows? You know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to dictate because I don't want to create like a religious expectation. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh no, pastor said, after church, I've got to pray for someone. You know, and then somebody walks past you, you'd be like, is that, is that someone? Is that someone? Oh no, I feel so pressured. Should I? Oh, pastor's there. Oh, oh. Hey, hi, can I pray for you? It should never be forced. It should come out of the abundance of our heart. But I believe that this is part of our maturing as Christians. Amen? If we are spirit-filled vessels of God, let the Holy Spirit flow through our lives. Amen? You know, I'm going to invite the worship team up. And I believe that the best way uh, to maybe practice and meditate on uh, just the Scripture a little bit more is just to worship. But I'm not sure how you worship this morning. I'm not sure what your understanding of worship is before this. 
And maybe there are issues in your life and hey, it's okay. God is good. He's in control. But for the next couple of minutes, can we just try to worship God from a position of stop? Stop um, daydreaming. <laughs> stop worrying. Stop trying to be in control. Stop planning. Stop plotting. Stop looking at the clock. Stop and worship God from a place of rest. And when you begin to sing those words, don't just sing it as statements of truth, but sing it with a heart of desire. Say that, God, I want that. I need miracles. I, I'm a dry bone waiting to be restored. Oh, I need you, Jesus. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.